Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. They had their opportunities, but the Phillies head back to Houston with the Astros one game away from winning the World Series. The Eagles remained undefeated after playing the Texans on Thursday, just as we all predicted. But is there cause for concern? And the Chargers and Falcons meet for a game that both teams must win, but of course only one can. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Phillies came back to Philadelphia riding high. They will head back to Houston wondering what happened, dropping two of three in Philadelphia after a 3-2 gut-wrenching loss in Game 5. Joining me now from Locked On Phillies, Connor Thomas. And, and Connor, this was a game that was nip and tuck the whole way, got to the warning track late, and yet the Phillies were not able to get enough to get the win. What was the difference when when the series changed to Philly? And certainly starting last night with the no-hitter and then into game five? Yeah, Pete, uh, it's a great question. Honestly, last night it started with Aaron Nolan not giving the Phillies a good enough start. And he was good in the time that he pitched, but when you throw one of your top two guys, you expect him to give them more than four innings. And then tonight you're dealing with a bullpen game and you're hoping the bullpen comes up big, but it honestly turned to the offense tonight. And you saw it last night too with the no-hitter. I don't know what to attribute it to, but this team fell apart at home, which we haven't seen them do. And maybe it was the pressure. Maybe it was the inexperience. Bottom line, you're going back to Houston needing to. So th- this was a team that that had been flying through the postseason, and and they are an extremely lovable team. I mean, given the players on this team, the stories of a lot of these guys – it is it is a really likable team. That's not going to win you World Series. So if they are going to be able to turn this around and actually beat this hegemon that is the Houston Astros, what do they have to do better here in Game 6 and potentially Game 7? Well, you look at what's taking over the series, and I know Verlander wasn't great tonight, but great starting pitching wins World Series. In the final two games, you're going to need Wheeler to show up and give you more than the Phillies clearly think he's able to, or else they would have thrown him tonight. And you're going to need whoever starts game seven, whether it's Ranger Suarez, whether it's a bullpen game, you're going to need really good starting pitching the rest of the way to at least give this offense a chance to get you into the game. Because even though the offense was non-existent in the no-hitter and rough tonight, you got to give them an opportunity to help you out, and that starts with the starting pitcher. So the top guy out of the uh, – not out of the pen, but on the mound is going to be the one who determines the next two games. Yeah, six hits over the last two games, probably not going to win a lot of World Series games. What do they need offensively to spark this team? Because this was a, a an offense all through the postseason. All they do is mash, and we haven't seen that uh, at the last two games at least. Yeah, they need a better approach, and they need to be, I don't know if less aggressive is the word, but more selective. It seems like that Game 3 performance almost hurt them a little bit and that they Mm. felt like they could attack the first two pitches of an at-bat and just hit something out of the ballpark. I think selectiveness has been missing the past couple games, and if they get back to that, 
work the count a little bit, maybe get to the bullpen, even though the Astros' bullpen is really good. Seeing more pitches will certainly help them, and laying off the first pitcher, too, will get them into those type of situations. Yeah, this was the first rally run the Houston Astros' bullpen had given up in the postseason, the first run that was not a home run. And Gene Segura, you know, got them in a good position late. Who else can step up for them that isn't Bryce Harper that can help this offense score the amount of runs you're probably going to need three, four, five runs to win some of these games in Houston. Right. I mean, everyone on this team could step up. You look at Reese Hoskins is a guy who has potential to be a 30, 35 home run guy, and we've seen it. Jay Trumuto is the best catcher in baseball, both defensively and you can argue offensively. Nick Castellanos was an all-star last year. Kyle Schwarber is the NL home run leader. They have plenty of guys who can jump into that space and be the guy to create everything. And the bottom of the lineup puts together good at-bats too. I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's approach, but everyone's capable. The question more, Pete, is will they and are they able to in the biggest spot? Stay up to date all here on the Philadelphia Phillies by subscribing to Locked On Sports today in the Locked On Phillies podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Eagles dominated the Texans on Thursday night, at least in the second half, to remain undefeated. We'll explain why there might be a little cause for concern and wonder when they might lose next. Here's what to look for from Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. Let's take a look at some lines for Sunday, starting with the biggest home dog, the New York Jets. Bet Online is the Bills, favored by 11 and a half over the Jets. A key matchup in Atlanta, the Falcons hosting the Chargers. Bet Online as the Falcons is home dogs, too, favoring the Chargers by three. And the closest matchup of the week goes to the Raiders and the Jaguars. Bet Online has the road team favored in this game. Again, the Raiders. One and a half point favorites in Duval. Bet online where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Brooklyn Nets suspended Kyrie Irving for at least five games without pay Thursday, dismayed by his repeated failure to unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs. Hours after, Irving refused to issue the apology NBA commissioner Adam Silver sought for posting a link last week to an anti-Semitic work on his Twitter feed and Instagram story. The Nets said Irving is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets said in a statement, we were dismayed today when given an opportunity in a media session that Kyrie refused to unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs nor acknowledge specific hateful material in the film. This was not the first time he had the opportunity, but failed to clarify. This, of course, suggesting that the Nets and Kyrie Irving had other conversations. The Nets said they made multiple attempts in recent days to help Irving understand the harm and danger of his words and actions, but it was clear during the point guard's interview after practice earlier Thursday that little had changed. Philadelphia 76ers all-star guard James Harden had suffered a right foot strain and is expected to miss a month, sources told ESPN. Testing on Thursday in Philadelphia revealed the injury, which Harden suffered in a 121-111 loss to the Washington Wizards on Wednesday night. Harden has averaged 22.7 rebounds and 10 assists in nine games for the Sixers, who are 4-5 to start the season. Now, without Harden for the next month, Philadelphia enters into a schedule that is difficult over that stretch. Harden's absence will put an even bigger burden 
on third-year guard Tyrese Maxey, the team's burgeoning star who has seen his scoring average leap to a career 24.2 points per game in the opening weeks of the season. Of course, Joel Embiid will also shoulder plenty of burden. New Orleans Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas will be placed on injured reserve and likely miss the rest of the year, Coach Dennis Allen said Thursday. Allen said that Thomas had a dislocated second toe and will have surgery to repair it, likely ending his 2022 campaign. Thomas has not played any games since injuring the toe against Carolina in Week 3. Allen was asked earlier in the season why Thomas did not go on IR at the time of the injury and said that the initial timetable potentially put his return around the four-game mark noting that it was a tough decision to put a player of that caliber on IR if there was a chance he could return ahead of schedule. Thomas signed a five-year, $100 million extension prior to the 2019 season in which he set the record with 149 receptions, but has missed 31 games since the beginning of 2020. The little things led to the Magic getting a one-point win over the Warriors. The Orlando Magic finally put all the pieces together and pick up a big win. My name is Philip Rossenreich, the host of Locked On Magic, and the Orlando Magic are finally on the board again with a 130-129 win over the Golden State Warriors. We've talked all season about this team's struggles in the fourth quarter, their struggles to win close games, their struggles to make the little plays. This game was all about the little plays. Yes, there were mistakes, there were missed free throws, but it was little play after little play after little play. Jalen Suggs getting a couple of big steals on Steph Curry, hitting some big shots down the stretch. It was all these things adding up. It was coming back from a 16-point deficit thanks to Paolo Bancaro in the third quarter. Big bench plays from Kevon Harris and Shuma Okeke, Okeke uh, and RJ Hampton. It was all of this adding up. This is the formula to win. It's making little plays. It's bound Bouncing back from mistakes, not letting them affect you, not letting them build up, not letting them compound. These are the things that young team has to learn, and that's how you beat the defending champions on your home floor. The Orlando Magic defeat the Golden State Warriors 130 to 129. We'll have more on Lockdown Magic later tonight. And the Red Wings got a much-needed win over the Capitals. Well, Scotty, the Red Wings bounced back in a big way after a huge loss to the Sabres on Monday. They get a 3-1 lead over the Washington Capitals, their first regulation win against Washington since 2015, and it came at an opportune time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about it on yesterday's show, but this was a, a really close to a must-win as you can have in November. Like, it was really an important victory for this team. Uh, I mean, a lot to go over. Huso, uh, it seems like it's his net. That was a phenomenal performance. This defense kind of looked still like this defense. Some really good performances <laughs> by some forwards. However, though, Andrew Kopp with his first goal as a Red Wing at a really opportune time. All around, great game of hockey, great night. Absolutely. Power play and penalty kill came up big and was probably the difference maker in this game. And you and I are going to talk about the whole thing on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Red Wings, so make sure you stay tuned. Here is another story you need to know. It wasn't always pretty, but the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Houston Texans 29-17 to to get off to the best start in franchise history. 8-0, they are the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Joining me now from Locked On Eagles, Gino Camilleri. And Gino, the Eagles played with their food a little bit. This was a game that was tied at 14 well into the third quarter against one of the worst teams in the league. So they won. That's great. They're 8-0. But how much concern do you come away from a game like this having? 
I honestly don't come away with too much concern, especially because the offense produced at a rate that was still exceptional in my eyes. Jalen Hurts walked away with over 200 yards in the air, two touchdowns. Their rush offense was doing exactly what they wanted on the ground. Miles Sanders had yet another great day going over 100 yards on the ground as well. The defense, yeah, there definitely are concerns. I think the biggest one is tackling. But this was a short week. You're coming off of a game where you played Pittsburgh on Sunday. You now have until next Monday night. I believe this Eagles offense and defense has done a great job adjusting in-game. And they did a great job adjusting during that two weeks prior to when they played Pittsburgh and came out with a game plan that really worked well. So now with about 10 days to prepare for Washington in two Mondays from now, I feel really confident about the leadership in that building, getting them back on track. Yeah, you don't want to see them hang around in this game, but if you look at the second half, they outscore Houston 15-3. to They get multiple takeaways from their defense. Jalen Hurts, once again, takes care of the football. Even though he did fumble it late in the game, Jason Kelsey got it back, but he doesn't throw interceptions. He throws touchdowns, and the Eagles rushing offense – it is just marvelous to watch. If you are a young and up-and-coming offensive coordinator, look at what Jeff Stoutland does with that run game because it is the Mona Lisa of how to construct a rush offense. Yeah, make sure you have the the horses up front to do it because the Eagles probably yes. have the best offensive line in the league. That makes that a little easier to Definitely. run the ball in all of the different ways that they do, to be sure. So now when you look at the schedule, you start to go, okay, how, how far can they push this? Because they've got the Commanders, as you mentioned, coming up two Mondays. The Colts after that with Sam Ellinger. The Packers do not look at all like the Packers. The Titans, like then the Giants, the Bears. It might not be until Christmas Eve in Dallas that this team really has a test again. What do, what do you see as the most likely spot for a loss here? Because I am like most people going, I don't know. It doesn't seem crazy that that they could win all these games. I've always been under the assumption with this team that I'm going to believe in them until they prove me wrong. And the one thing that I never am confident in is playing in those division games. And if you mm. look at what the biggest test is right now, well, look at those teams behind you in your division. The Cowboys are right there. The Giants are right there. Minnesota, the only other team that is up there and wins in the NFC, you took them out. So now you have to go and win two against the Giants. You have to win one more against Dak Prescott. And along the way, if you have a chance to get a win over Aaron Rodgers, even though it isn't the best Packer team you're ever playing, that'll just be another vote of confidence for this Eagles. You know, I had to take a shot, Peter. It doesn't Listen, happen all the time. I, I can't. What do I have? What do I have to even <laughs> deflect from? Like, it's a bad Packers team right now. Stay up to date all year on the Philadelphia Eagles by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Eagles podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the Chargers and Falcons both really need a win. But seeing as how they play each other, only one is going to actually get one. The L.A. Chargers are hanging on to playoff hopes by a thread. They must get a win this week against the Atlanta Falcons and Locked On Chargers host Daniel Wade has some thoughts as to how they can do it. 
If the Chargers want to beat the Falcons on Sunday, their run defense has to be better than it was before the bye. This is Daniel Wade from Locked On Chargers, and that truly is the key for the Chargers in this one because the Falcons come in as the fifth best rushing attack in the league, and they're very committed to it. So much so that they've actually ran the ball 90 more times than they've thrown the ball this year in 2022, something you almost never see in the NFL. And the Chargers have been poor against it, mostly because of the explosive plays they've allowed on the ground. They've given up four rushes of 50-plus yards so far this year and five rushes of 40-plus yards in 2022. And the Chargers' run defense in 2021 did come together and get a little bit better, got the run fits figured out over the bye week. We'll have to see if they can get it done this week because they're going to need it. Offensively, they could be without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen for this one. The Chargers and Brandon Staley better cook up a plan defensively or it's going to be a long game. But for the full game breakdown, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Chargers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If the Cardinals see themselves as contenders for the NFC West crown, they have to beat the Seahawks in week nine. Locked On Cardinals host Alex Clancy looks at how the Cardinals can get that dub. The Arizona Cardinals offense needs to shine if the Cardinals want to beat the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday. I'm Alex Clancy with Locked On Cardinals. The Cardinals offense in Seattle a couple weeks ago scored three points with 10 minutes and 40 seconds left in the first quarter and didn't score again. They've had an upgrade since then. DeAndre Hopkins back, 22 catches and over 250 yards in the two games played since coming back from suspension. But if the Arizona Cardinals want to avoid slipping to three and six and have more and more questions loom surrounding Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, and general manager Steve Kime, the offense needs to be center stage in a positive way and score a whole bunch of points against the Seattle Seahawks defense that is the proclivity this year to give up a lot of points, even though not, not recently. This offense and team goes as Kyler Murray goes. And on Sunday, Cliff Kingsbury needs to put together a game plan that will yield his players to put up points if the Cardinals want to avoid slipping to three and six. To check out all Arizona Cardinals news you want and need, you can check me out Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And the Lions are struggling this year, but you know who else is struggling? Yes, I do know who else is struggling. The Green Bay Packers, the Lions opponent in week nine. Matt Derry from Locked on Lions has the key to the Lions avoiding a get-right game for Aaron Rodgers and company. The Detroit Lions must get pressure on Aaron Rodgers if they want to knock off the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. I'm Matt Derry, host of the Locked On Lions podcast. Big key for Detroit to break this five-game losing skid and get some momentum to start the second half of the season or at least get to the second half of the season is pressuring that Green Bay quarterback. We know how good Aaron Rodgers is, but he's not played well this season. Packers struggling at 3-5, and five, but... It's the Lions who allowed other quarterbacks like Tua last week to get too comfortable in the pocket. They got to get some pressure on Aaron Rodgers, get Aiden Hutchinson going as well. He's got four and a half sacks, but the rest of the D-line has just two. That's everybody on the D-line. Lions are second worst in the NFL in sacks. Got to get pressure on Rodgers this weekend. For more on your Detroit Lions and this weekend's big matchup, be sure to check out the Locked On Lions podcast Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That get right game is coming for this Packers offense. I'm telling you that right now. And finally, 
There are a few things that fans want to hear when their team loses on a last-second play. Probably the least desirable message, though, is my bad. But that's what the NBA is telling the Sacramento Kings. Tyler Hero's game-winning three-pointer with 1.8 seconds left to lift the Miami Heat over the Sacramento Kings on Wednesday night should have been ruled a travel, according to the NBA's last two-minute report. Kings coach Mike Brown was adamant that Hero traveled when the game occurred, and it appears he was right. Of course, he was right. Tell him what he wins, folks. Nothing. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on Monday's show, will we look back on a Philly World Series win or Dusty Baker's first ring? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.